welcome to the Showboys Newscast, bringing you all news and no opinion. My name is Mike. I'm Nick. And I'm Chad. Thanks for joining us. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get right into it. And right off the start, we have uh, possibly my favorite story of the last two weeks, and that is the announcement of the Generation 9 Pokemon games. So uh, I believe it was two Sundays ago we had uh, the Pokemon Presents presentation, 15 minutes of nothing but Pokemon news, and they capped off the uh, last day of, of like basically a Pokemon week uh, announcing the new main series of Pokemon games. So uh, we got an announcement for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Uh, Scarlet and Violet will serve to kick off a new generation of Pokemon, bringing with them a brand new region. It's believed the two new games will return the Pokemon series to its roots, more similar to Pokemon Sword and Shield, featuring the turn-based battles that we've all grown to love. Uh, A few other details are available at this time, but as the games will launch later this year, we can expect new details to become or to come sooner rather than later. And that's right. You heard me right. Later this year, we're going to get these Pokemon games. So that's uh, cranking them out, huh? That's two huge Pokemon games this year, which is nuts. We had Arceus at the start of the year, and we're going to have Gen 9 here in the the later half or maybe last quarter of the year. So um, for all you Pokemon fans, it's a great time to be alive yeah definitely i think uh i'm excited for it is it back like i know the the new ones not not uh rcs but the ones before that what was it sword Sword and shield Shield. yeah they were like in europe or or inspired by europe at least is this one i hope yeah this one uh this one no this one um is like spain inspired uh i forget the exact region but basically what people are thinking is the map of the region that we see in the trailer uh, looks like identical to this region around Spain. Uh, maybe I forget the exact region, um, but yeah. it's not even like, you know, turned rotated in any way to look different. Like some of the Pokemon <laughs> maps are like regions of Japan, but just like flipped upside down or something. Uh, this one is just straight up like, looks exactly as it is off of the real world map (laughs) so yeah um yeah i don't know it should be interesting i'm interested to see what it feels like going back to the main series after playing rcs first right long because it's such a stark contrast but we'll see i'm excited nonetheless and i'm sure many people are as well yeah i wonder if they're going to adopt anything from rcs i hope so yeah, but, uh, we'll see. It seems like that needs to be the way the uh, Pokemon's come out in the future. They need to lean more towards Arceus and less towards these, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. dual releases that they've been doing. Yep. Anyway, let's move on here to some Tesla news. Tesla plans to add Steam games to its vehicles. Always looking to add headline-making features, Tesla is considering adding Steam games to their line of EVs. Teslas have already equipped are already equipped with AMD-based infotainment systems. Uh, there's a bunch of jargon here. 
uh, AMD Ryzen CPU. I know nothing about PCs, so I'm probably going to butcher all this. Uh, AMD RDNA 2 graphics card on par with the PS5 and Xbox Series X and allow the playing of games via Tesla Arcade. Teslas also feature a Linux-based operating system conducive to integrating with Steam OS. No clue yet when this may become available, but it sounds like an interesting concept. I agree with that. I think that... <laughs> I mean, here, Elon Musk is just a nerd, dude, at the, at the <laughs> yeah. basis of it. Like, he's just like us. I mean, he plays games. Yeah. So so for him to want to add uh, games into his cars is just right on brand with him. Right. And with the Steam Deck coming out, I would imagine it's probably much easier than it sounds. Just dock that thing in the car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, it's funny because I... So I I kind of want one of those things. Um, I pre-ordered one. Yeah, Tesla? Steam Deck, both actually, but Steam Deck is what I'm talking about right now. Um, I pre-ordered one for a buddy at work because he was doing training and was unable to get to the pre-orders when they went live. And uh, I have yet to hear the, the way they're doing it is so screwed up. They're they're sending out batches of emails, so you pre-order it five dollars. And then they're sending out batches of email. And as soon as you get the email, you have 72 hours to buy it. So you're basically pre-ordering the ability to possibly buy it. Nice. <laughs> it's so stupid. Very interesting take. <laughs> Hot market, you know? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's it looks cool. In time, we will see. I guess I don't see. I, I could play Valheim in my Tesla. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> Another reason to buy a Tesla, I guess. You could play Valheim. Yeah. <laughs> um, moving on. A series of villain-driven Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles films are being developed at Par- for Par- Paramount+. Plus. Blah. More Teenage Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles films are in the works. Paramount Plus plans to release a series of films that focus on the franchise's villains. The news follows Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg developing a reboot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie for Nickelodeon. In discussing the film, Rogen had the following to say, As a lifelong fan of Ninja Turtles, weirdly, the teenage part of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was always the part that stuck out to me the most. And as someone who loves teenage movies, and who's made a lot of teenage movies, and who literally got their start in the entire profession by writing a teenage movie, the idea is kind of honoring, and the element was really exciting to us. I mean, not disregarding the rest, but really using that as kind of a jumping off point for the film. It's not clear which foes will be featured in the upcoming movies, but there's a substantial list of good candidates like Shredder, Krang, and Foot Clan. There you go. There's a lot of uh, Ninja Turtle news lately. You know, I mean, once one of these IPs gets like a, you know, something in the works that really feel like they just throw ideas out there and see what sticks and yeah. what people get excited about. That's yeah, true. Just throwing IPs. Um, I can't wait for this story. This is a, an IP that ha- hasn't had anything thrown nothing. out in quite a long time. <laughs> nothing, nothing at all. Anthony Mackey's Twisted Metal series adaptation, adaptation lands at Peacock. Fresh off the Falcon, the Winter Soldier, Anthony Mackie is set to star in the TV adaptation of Twisted Metal. 
The series has been picked up by NBC Peacock and is being developed by Rhett Reese and Paul Winrich, Wernick, Zombieland and Deadpool. Uh, Will Arnett will also be an executive producer. Quote, the series is said to be an action comedy and it will center on the motor mouthed outsider John Doe Mackey who is offered a chance at a better life, but only if he can successfully deliver a mysterious package across the post-apocalyptic wasteland. With the help of a trigger-happy car thief, he'll face savage marauders driving vehicles of destruction and other dangers of the open road, including a deranged clown named who drives all an all-too-familiar ice cream truck, whom fans of the game will know as Sweet Tooth. On paper, at least, this series looks to be a lot of fun adaptation of a classic game. Sounds interesting. A comedy, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's a funny game. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it's it just a like ridiculous premise. I it mean, can't take itself I, too seriously, yeah, yeah. I don't think. Right. But like, there's so many good games to make TV shows and movies out of. Like, why are we picking Mortal Kombat and Twisted Metal and Sonic the Hedgehog? Like, those don't seem like, even though Sonic did well. <laughs> Like, come on. Not a lot of story to really work with. And then they wonder why the movies fail. It's like, I would love to see like a new Twisted Metal game. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, that would be awesome. Um, Yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, I'll I'll watch a little bit, you know, I watch everything. So why not? Might as well. Um, this is another, you know, the, the two back-to-back IPs that have not been touched in a long time. This one, admittedly, much longer than Twisted Metal, but um, there's a spicy rumor floating around about there uh, that a sequel to Beetlejuice may be on its way. After all, uh, moving forward with Michael Keaton and Winona Ryder reprising their roles, uh, so Beetlejuice Two has been discussed and even in development over the years, but it looks like it might actually be happening. The latest trickle of information points to Michael Keaton and Winona Ryder reprising their roles while Brad Pitt's Plan B production company has taken on developing the project. Keaton and Ryder returning also points to the likelihood that Tim Burton will be returning to direct, something he hadn't originally foreseen. When previously asked about whether a Beetlejuice 2 would ever be made, he responded, quote, I don't know. I doubt it. What a great quote. Um, <laughs> production may be beginning as early as this summer. Um, that's exciting because this this has been kind of tossed about out into the uh, the um, you know vast space of the internet for I don't know. It feels like a long time. Like every year or two, it seems like oh there may be a new Beetlejuice, uh, but nothing ever comes of it. So it'd be nice to see. Uh, if this, you know, actually comes to fruition or not, um, I don't know. The first Beetlejuice was pretty interesting. I, I actually kind of want to rewatch it. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Oh yeah, dude, it's been decades for me, probably. Yeah, dude, uh, does that make you feel old? We were just my wife and I were talking about this the other day. It's like we can now say like it's been decades since such and anything. Such. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <It's> like, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Uh, just one step closer to the grave. Anyways, yeah. um, speaking of uh, one step closer to the grave, it sucks that Gotham Knights is you know being on CW, but here we go. Uh, we got some Gotham Knights 
news for you. Sources may have spilled the beans on the CW's upcoming Gotham Knights series. The source supposedly provided Murphy's multiverse access to the potential characters they're looking into cast. For example, um, Gotham Knights is looking for an actor 18 or older to fill the role of a series regular that fits the bill of Grick, Dick Grayson. Grick Dason. Um, <laughs> well, I can't read. Uh, anyways, Dick Grayson. Grayson again. Wow. <laughs> Let's try that again. Dick Grayson, uh, he was the first Robin and adopted son of Bruce Wayne, by the way. Uh, described as athletic and sensitive, the character remains resilient despite being vulnerable following the murder of his parents and subsequent adoption by Wayne. Uh, Beyond Robin, the list goes on to include Stephanie Brown, a.k.a. Spoiler, Harper Rowe, a.k.a. Bluebird, a quick-witted British uh i don't even know what that word is um but yeah she's quick-witted and british uh who may be julia pennyworth a character described as the daughter of the most dangerous man in gotham um yeah i just really wish this wasn't landing on cw and instead was landing on hbo max make it you would yeah i I wonder i wonder if it's got to be like a contract issue right yeah, I don't know, because like, uh, so you know, you have Doom Patrol and Titans, things like that, releasing on HBO Max, and I know CW is, of course, part of the Warner Brothers umbrella, which of course HBO is also, uh, but CW has like the Arrow and the Flash and Supergirl and all those hero shows, which hmm. could be argued to have started like kicked off the entire hero tv series phenomena that we see now right um, but yeah so like they have they're, they're both putting out dc shows though like the the shows on the cw are considered like the Arrowverse, and they all kind of cross over with each other uh but those heroes are not considered to be a part of the dc eu like in the in the dc films and i don't know what titans and doom patrol are considered if they're in the dceu or a completely separate thing so yeah as it always seems yeah very DC, muddy yeah the dceu and all that stuff is just an absolute nightmare and it really sucks because there's so many good properties in there and they just right, can't figure but, it like, out like can't why but why can't they figure it out i mean can they not just look at marvel and be like maybe we should do kind of what they're doing because it's Warner working Bros is a spineless yeah terrible studio right. and totally ruined the thing that they had going for them. I think it's either it's either they're just oblivious to it or they're money hungry and they just want to crank out as many of these as they can without a real vision or they're trying to find the vision with one of these releases. Hopefully the Batman becomes the vision as far yeah. as the Batverse going. So uh, forward. I don't Nick, I don't did we have like a full episode on this or did I just go on like a giant like rampage one episode about why Warner Bros sucks. I, I think it would have been the um, what is the Snyderverse episode? Ah, that was the one. Uh, yeah, so we had uh, an episode on the Snyderverse, and I just like railed on Warner Bros for like probably <laughs> solid forty five minutes. Uh, but like, l- like people feel a certain way about Zack Snyder and his first three movies. But if he like. 
he had a vision and it was different from the MCU, like how the MCU was set up and built and the tone of those movies. Yeah, that's which fine. is good because yeah. like if I wanted to watch a movie that is similar to an MCU movie, I would go watch the MCU movies. Right. But Warner Bros caved to like stupid fans who were just like, "Oh, but it's it's so dark and it's like not like Marvel." It's like, "Well, yeah, because it's the it's yeah, not fine. a part of the MCU." Right. So then they went in and then like of course, the tragedy with Snyder's daughter happened, but then I think they kind of like used that as a way to like complete the process of getting Snyder out of the DCEU. And then they really tried to like marvelize it. And then the whole disaster of rewriting and reshooting Justice League happened. And then ever since then, the entire thing has been doomed. If they would have just kept with Snyder's vision, I think the DCEU would be in a great place while completely different than the MCU, which I think is great. Fine. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, because they yeah. need to be different because. Right. I agree. Yeah. Anyways. I agree. Yeah. I think uh, what, I, what I meant is I didn't mean let's kidify all the DC stuff like Marvel really is. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not just following their model per se. Yeah. Keeping the stuff dark. You have to keep DC dark. It's yeah. just the way it is. So yeah, it's, I, it's I all Warner Bros. They're just a spineless Ignorant yeah, but like how studio. many freaking Batmans do we have to have before we're like, dude, this is the guy. <laughs> yeah, because they've all in my opinion, like, they've all been great. Yeah, you know? exactly. But now they're just like, oh, everything is canon. Yeah, yeah right. It's different. Yeah, <laughs> After different this universe. Flash movie, technically anything that you've seen DC all exists in the same universe because yeah, the that's multiverse. them. Yeah, that's them trying. <laughs> you could tell. How yeah. you successfully do that at Marvel with Spider-Man Far From Home or No Way Home. That's mm -hmm. how you successfully do that. And then you have DC doing <laughs> yeah. it like, just say, yeah, just throw them in there, whatever. <laughs> yep. Anyways, that's our small rant on the DCEU and Warner Brothers. So uh, thank you for listening. Continue, Nick. Yeah, of course. I'm just going to say one thing about that, though. The other issue is they they don't have the like foresight to find the person right uh, yeah the feige right the yes. the favreau like they don't <laughs> yeah. have like basically they need to find a feige they had a favreau and they just didn't have the like mind off of the books for like the yearly quarterly like statements to be like you know we should invest some money in like some good talent that people that want to make this, this entire universe like phenomenal now nah, you know mm. we just need to make a quick b off of the next movie guys yeah Right. So, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that Matt Reeves is is the guy they go with, at least for Batman, um, because yeah. I have not seen the movie, obviously, yet. But it sounds uh, everybody they've heard talk about it says it's pretty fantastic. Yep. And I'm pretty excited heard, for it. Heard nothing but great things. Well, maybe we need an episode this year called What Could Be the DCEU? Yeah. <laughs> um, and sell that to them for some lousy Millions. amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> a little bit of Fastbender news here for you Fastbender fans. Um, production has started for The Killer, an adaptation of Alexis Nolan's graphic novel series. The film will be directed by David Finchner and will star Neat. Michael Fassbender and Tilda Swinton. The story follows, quote, 
A man solitary and cold, methodical and unencumbered by scruples or regrets, the killer waits in the shadows, watching for his next target. And yet, the longer he waits, the more he thinks about losing his mind, if not his cool. A brutal, bloody, and stylish nor norair. Nor, how do I say that word? Noir. Noir. I hate that word, by the way. I know. It is dumb. No, yeah, it's noir. But it's cool at the same time. Um, True. <laughs> that's why everyone uses it. <laughs> Story of a professional assassin lost in a world without a moral compass. This is a case study of a man alone, armed to the teeth, and slowly losing his mind. And Sounds quote. pretty sweet. Yeah, and I mean, I like Fassbender and um, yeah, it's like, yeah. Sorcerer Supreme in there too. Yeah, it's a it's a decent lineup there. So and Fincher cool. is a baller, dude. Yep, great director. Anyways. Yeah. So yeah, that that should uh that should be a nice uh little sleeper flick that leaks out. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it. Yeah, dude. This Graphic is novel random. series. Come on now. Yeah, exactly. Uh. You know how we had the Nolan power ranking and we're about to have a Jake Gyllenhaal power ranking? We need to uh-huh. do a David Fincher power ranking sometime. That would be fun. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. Uh, I don't even know if I can name one of his films. I don't Fincher? even know who he is, to be honest with you. I'm uh, sure I've seen a bunch of his films. Oh, the most Seven, Zodiac, The Social Network, oh, Zod- Gone Girl. Okay. Uh, or, oh, yeah. Mind Hunter on Netflix. Not a movie, yeah. but a great show. House of Cards. Yeah, he's uh, he's got uh, a a great resume. Lord of Seven and Fight Club. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I love Zodiac. Uh, That's partly why I'm so excited to see Batman because uh, apparently the Riddler is based around that a little bit. So we'll see moving forward. So anyway, moving on here. We have some news here. I put this in here because I just thought it's super cool. So Frank Grillo is going to play a cult leader in his son's directorial debut film, Man's Son. Captain America Civil War alum Frank Grillo has agreed to star in Man's Son. The upcoming film is actually being directed by his son, Remy Grillo, in his directorial debut. The story was inspired by occult activity in the California desert and centers around a young couple hoping to create an aesthetically pleasing audition tape for an up-and-coming Charles Manson film. But when the couple chooses the eclectic desert Airbnb as the perfect backdrop, the dark events of the audition material slowly slip into their reality, eventually they find themselves intertwined in the sinister plot of an occult leader played by Grillo. Uh, you know, here, I love, <laughs> I'll be full transparent here. I love me some religious cult activity. And uh, I just think it's super cool that he's acting in his son's film. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, I just think it's cool, man. Like, that's so, you know, down to earth for as down to earth as Hollywood could probably be. (laughs) Good point. So we will move on to some star Wars news here. Nope. Not going to do it. Okay. Moving on. John Favreau has made an insane deal. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You blew it. You blew it. Welcome to Star Wars. 
boys. <laughs> Perfect. Dang. Perfectly timed. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Just uh, <laughs> make sure you get that timestamp right on that video. <laughs> yeah, he, he just he just wasn't used to uh, me yeah, not introducing usually, it, yeah, so exactly. threw him off. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so John Favreau made an insane deal with Lucasfilm after The Mandalorian became a huge success. By the sounds of it, John Favreau was rightly given a sweet deal following the Mandalorian success. Favreau was the only original or only originally signed for one season. So when it was time to revisit his contract, Disney and Lucasfilms were happy to hand him the bag. The deal being described as, quote, an insane deal to continue with all kinds of bonuses and incentives for writing and directing individual episodes, end quote. It's speculated that he does, he doesn't make any royalties off of merch sales, but regardless, Fabro is looking to be well taken care of, which is good, right? Yeah. Interesting that he doesn't make any royalties off merch, but well, <clears throat> the deal's sweet enough to just write and produce. George. Like George. Well, George Lucas kind of proved that point many, many decades ago um, that that's how you make your money. Um, and Fox thought they were getting a sweet deal because George was like, you can have everything except I want the merch stuff. And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, so I he, mean, I they, feel like. I mean, think about it. Merch like that covers. That's a lot of money. That's, that's a true. lot of money. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I'm I'm just that's thinking Lego in my sets, mind. Yeah. I'm thinking in my outfits. mind that it's toys no. only and toys like if you go dude I just hate I'm a big toy guy. My kids are big toy guys or kids. Um so I just hate that like we have to go to Walmart and Target for our toys now cuz it's always freaking picked over. There's yeah. nothing. There's oh, nothing new or there. innovating. Like I just I, I, I was lucky enough to be able to take my kids to Toys R Us a couple times when they were younger, obviously. But I miss that, you know? I miss yeah. rolling into Toys R Us and, and getting some toys. It's just not the same at Walmart or Target, obviously. Yeah. So. Yeah, you don't find any, uh like, local small toy stores either. Very Sir much. Troy's Toy Kingdom. There you go. Shout out. You want to sponsor the boys? Just... That's a good point. Yeah, that is a good point, actually. That's a idea. Up. Yeah. Uh, some live on air <laughs> brainstorming with yeah. the show boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I gotta be honest, I'm not a big Lego guy. So every time I go in there, there's like 90% of the stores just not for me. Uh, there were there were times where I was really into Legos. I was really into the like ninja Legos because they had like just yeah. the coolest little Japanese dudes. Yeah. Um, so. I was there a lot. They're starting to up their they're getting like Marvel Legends and other stuff I'm interested in. Yeah, but they've so. been diversifying pretty well. Yeah. The past so. couple of years. They, and they, have, they have a Medina site too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do need to give them my money some more, you know, more often because I do appreciate that they're like literally thirty seconds from my house, you know. <laughs> literally <laughs> versus versus Toys That Time Forgot, which is like forty minutes away from my house. Anyway. Moving on to some Marvel news. Marvel has hired the Moon Knight directors to helm Loki Season 2. So Moon, Moon Knight and Twilight Zone directors Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead are locked in to co-direct a majority of Loki Season 2. 
Tom Hiddleston will not only be returning as Loki. I hope I said his name right. Might have butchered yep. it. No, you got but it. he will also act as an executive producer on the upcoming season. Hiddleston has previously shared his vision for the upcoming season. Quote, I understand the audience sees good in Loki. They want him to get past his internal and external obstacles. They don't want him to repair that relationship with his brother, or they want him to pair that relationship with his brother and step into the hero that he can be. He realizes, actually, I can choose my path and choose to do the right thing, or I choose at least to not repeat the same old tricks that I repeated over and over in the cycle of trust and betrayal. It's exciting to retain all the characteristics that makes Loki and at the same time play significantly different music within him, end quote. Sorry, you were throwing me off with your... uh... (laughs) (laughs) Were you trying to trip me up? Uh, no, at first, uh, I was reading it along with you and got a little ahead and I was like, wow, that doesn't really make any sense. But then it did make sense. But then I took it out and I was like, oh, I know what he was trying to say now. So then I put it back in. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I think this is cool because, uh, it's obviously a sign that at least Marvel thinks that Moon Knight is going to be good because they're, they're taking these guys and putting them onto Loki. Yeah, so it hasn't even released yet, and they're like, right. we get Loki." <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's a good sign. I think the um, I don't know the first thing about Loki or Moon Knight, but the Moonlight Moon Knight looks amazing. I think the trailer yeah. looked really good. It looks very interesting. Um, uh, again, kind of like I'm jazzed up for it. Uh, WandaVision and Loki being kind of outside of the norm for Marvel. Moon Knight seems to be following suit with that. So yeah, yeah uh, it should be interesting. It looks more, uh, more of like a horror yes. show, which yes. seems interesting. Yeah. Which we always talk about on here. I wish Marvel <laughs> would do like, uh, and they are now, but seemingly with Moon Knight, I wish Star yeah. Wars would do some sort of oh, yeah. horror. Star thing. Wars would be perfect for a horror, um, horror story of some sort. Um, yeah, we got some Apple news here. Um, we got some new details for Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, which actually is being released in November, which is pretty cool. Uh, the upcoming Martin Scorsese film will star Leonardo DiCaprio, Lily Gladstone, Robert De Niro, and Brandon Fraser. Uh, the movie's based on the novel written about serial murders of an Oklahoma Indian tribe in the 1920s. The release date was shared by screenwriter Eric Roth, who also stated, quote, This was a unique story that I knew nothing about. showed my ignorance. I thought, it's unbelievable. It could be a Western. Um, Marty's never done a Western. It's the first time you'll see a street scene where there's 90% Native American indigenous people and 1% or 2% Caucasians. Killers of the Flower Moon is shaping up to be another classic. Um yeah, it's interesting. Uh, the the cast is uh, kind of loaded, so um, should be interesting. I thought I didn't know if this is going to be a movie or a series. Yeah, I thought that we thought it was a series, right? But I could be misremembering that. It's not really like 
I, I mean, I would imagine it's probably a movie. It's not like the cast to do a show, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think maybe that was like uh, a not like an official uh, article that because I do remember so- reading something about it being a series. So maybe that was kind of like a rumor that was floating around or something. Yeah, yeah, it could have been. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited for it. Uh, it's not necessarily what I want out of Martin Scorsese, but he, he surprises me with most of the stuff that like I didn't want Wolf of Wall Street when I first heard about it. And it ended up being one of my favorite movies from him. Same with Silence, which we talked about on the show a couple times about the uh, two priests that go to feudal Japan. Didn't even know that movie existed, and I loved every second of it. <laughs> so, um, you know, but that's I'm a weeb, so I take any Japanese stuff that I can get. <laughs> and Martin Scorsese is my favorite director, so it was kind of a match made in heaven for me. But well, there you go. Uh, also, not named in our report, but this is also going to include Jesse Plemons, who's a favorite of mine, um, and John Lithgow. So nice. There you go. So we're going to move on to some miscellaneous news here. And I'm going to butcher this guy's name. I knew it. I meant to look it up before I came down here and I forgot. (laughs) Shang-Chi star Simu Liu. Did I say that right? You're you're the self-proclaimed weeb. Yeah, that's true. uh, Yeah, but he's not Japanese. I'll take your word for it. (laughs) So anyway, the star of Shang-Chi. Join Sam Worthington in the sci-fi thriller, thriller Hello Stranger. The star of Shang-Chi has signed on to a sci-fi film titled Hello Stranger. Hello Stranger follows, quote, a woman who attempts to replace her newly deceased husband, Evan, with an android simulant, Sim. Although Sim, Evan, <laughs> appears like human Evan in every way, Faye does not feel the same love for Sim Evan as she did for her, as he does (laughs) as it does for her. Gosh. We'll just attribute that to fever brain. Your your brain's still partially mush. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Sim Evan tries to win Faye back while at the same time being on the run from a government agent chasing down Sims who have become conscious and could potentially be a threat to humankind, end quote. Lou is also set to appear in Arthur the King alongside co-star Mark Wahlberg. Interesting. So uh, this, if you guys have watched Black Mirror, I think it was a Black Mirror episode that was like identical to this, wasn't it? Yes. The guy's... Yeah. The girl's like boyfriend. Yeah. 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 It's like right out of that. Which here, I'm all for. I love Black Mirror. Yeah. Most of, you know, 99% of those episodes, I love every single one of them. So, uh, yeah, it's cool. I mean, it sounds kind of, cool. Kind of also sounds like a mix of that with, like, Detroit. Yes, yeah. Humankind or whatever. Yeah, because you got government agent. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, I need to get to that game. Really I bad. Know. Really bad. Shout out Biosiv. His stream was really cool and made me really want to play that game. I, I am going to take a little sidebar here real quick. Because we didn't put it in this, but it, you know maybe it'll make it in a future episode. But I want to bring it up. Did you see the delay on Star Wars Eclipse? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I, it, oh. It'll be on the newscast next episode. Oh my <laughs> gosh, dude! It got delayed like the age of my child. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
also like delayed that. seven years or but something. Like freaking oh, Brady's going to be driving by the time <laughs> that comes out. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think uh, unfortunately they had like a very bad thing come out about them. Report about their culture. Hmm. And they're having difficulty hiring people, but come on, bro. That's like, it, I mean, I, I could hire that many. I don't even know how to hire people and I could hire that many people in, in freaking 10 years or whatever they delayed it. So yeah, that was ridiculous. Oh, it's a game. I probably won't be able to play. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> By the sure. time it comes out, I'll be getting my AARP card. Yeah. <laughs> Beck will be wheeling me into the nursing home. Me and my assisted <laughs> living apartment. Hey, they have video games there too, bro. True. It's Maybe time. by then we'll uh, bring it back around to Black Mirror. We'll be in like San Juniper times. Yeah. They can just <laughs> plug me in. Just plug you in and go. <laughs> okay. We're going to move on to some um, MCU news here. And it is Sony's Craven the Hunter Marvel movie has cast Fred Hetchinger as Chameleon. So upcoming Marvel movie, Craven the Hunter, will showcase Fred Hetchinger as Chameleon, the half-brother of the titular character played by Aaron Taylor Johnson. Logically, Chameleon is known in the comics as a master of disguise and impersonation. Craven is a Spider-Man nemesis who is known for having superhuman strength, speed, stamina, agility, and reflexes. Russell Crowe will be also be starring in Craven the Hunter. However, his role is not yet known. Craven the Hunter will premiere theatrically on January 13th, 2023. Uh, yeah, so the, I, I apologize. This isn't MCU news. This is SCU, you know, Sony's yeah. Cinematic Universe news. Um, but uh, that being said, Chameleon is my favorite spider-man character hands down uh i we ended up paying a ridiculous amount of money for <laughs> the chameleon figure that came out nice. uh, because i just had to have it so um yeah this this has me amped I, I i don't necessarily agree with the casting for craven we'll see how it turns out if i had to guess it looks like an origin story of some <clears throat> sort so i bet russell crowe is gonna play their dad hmm. um but we'll see uh you know 2023 yeah so, uh, um, and just to be clear for any, any angry listeners out there about us uh, always including the Sony Marvel stuff in our MCU chunk, um, Marvel's Marvel to me. So it all gets lumped together. I know they're yeah. separate things. Um, but yeah, they all fall under the same umbrella of Marvel, but we're done talking about Marvel. We're going to talk about the Batman. Um, cause that's, you know, what's popping right now. Uh, the Batverse appears to be on the way. Director Matt Reeves is looking towards creating several HBO Max spinoff series. Hey, what do you think about that, Nick? Um, one is described as focusing on the Gotham City Police, while the other will focus on Penguin. This is likely just a taste of what's to come, with many interesting storylines and sinister villains to feature. Uh, Reeves personally discussed his vision for the Batverse being what I really wanted this movie to do is create a Batverse. You don't do a story and go, this is chapter one because you might not get to do chapter two. Uh, so the story had to stand on its own. But the thing about 
it is the bat world is so rich with character that as you're starting to come to an end, you can already start thinking about the next thing. Because the idea, of course, is that Gotham's story never ends. That's a very true quote. Uh, the, first iterate, the first iteration of the Batverse, the Batman, debuted on March 4th. And like we talked about earlier, uh, I haven't really talked to anyone who has seen the movie and hasn't had just amazing like things to say about it. So uh, I'm excited to finally... Yeah, I'm excited to finally get around to checking it out. Um, but Nick, we always talk about uh, HBO Max being the place to land some DC stuff. Uh, so I'm excited for more series to be over on HBO. Yeah, and this is um, someone's opportunity to do like an even more seamless and like better series weaved in with movies it'd be really cool to do like a like a season of a series and then there'd be a movie that comes in between yeah. seasons something yeah. like that yeah that would be really cool is yeah, is the batman landing on hbo max at like after release yeah uh, all dc like stuff soon is. though i mean I, I don't know about how soon are they still doing the 45 day thing that was like last year i know they were doing that but they might have changed no, no, it have, since. To, have to check it out but uh eventually it will be on hbo just i don't know when yeah it's just like a long time to hold your bladder you know like i str- <laughs> I, I struggled a lot in spider-man no way home and i think it's longer than that so yeah it's it comes in like two or three minutes under three hours yeah yeah so to, I, I think it is longer yeah i mean it looks great dude and i just found out the other day that i can't remember who plays the redder or uh, riddler paul paul dano is that his name i don't know Whoever's playing the Riddler in the Batman is a character in the Sopranos. He plays AJ, Tony Soprano's son, one of his friends, like when they're teenagers. And I just realized that I was like, holy crap, that's that kid from the Sopranos. And he's oh, nice. playing the Riddler. Very nice. Very nice indeed. Moving on. The new live action Halo series will reveal Master Chief's face and the producer explains why. Master Chief's face will be a mystery no more. For the first time in the franchise history, Master Chief's face will be revealed during the upcoming Halo series on Paramount+. Plus. Spoiler. Dang. Wow, geez. Fans may be split on how they feel about this turn of events, but Halo producer has already explained why the need for the reveal. Quote, I think we set out to tell a character story and a personal story. And once we really got into what the story was, it became clear that you really needed to see the person in the armor and under the helmet. Wrong quote. Wrong. This seems reasonable enough, but it'd be wrong to say that some of his allure is that his identity is shrouded in mystery. The Steven Spielberg directed series will release March 24th, right around the corner. Yeah. Uh, that's just the actor wanting some recognition. Uh, yes. Because as you can, uh, they did with the Mandalorian, like you can tell a very personal character right. and story without having the face revealed. Yeah, um, stupid. So that's, that's wrong. Yes. I, wrong. I completely agree. Uh, but they revealed his face in the Mandalorian. Eventually. Yeah. Eventually. They didn't have to. Not, yeah. They didn't have to at all. Oh, I mean, I think this is how I read this. I feel like they're going to do the exact same thing. It's going to be like, a moment like a scene 
Yeah. I didn't Hopefully. like it when they took his helmet off in the Mandalorian, though. No, I didn't either. Yeah. True. Um, but yeah. Uh, primarily yeah, primarily because it ended up being over and from uh Game of Thrones. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Wait a second. <laughs> did you not know that? Uh I don't think I did going into that's the Mandalorian awesome. now. <laughs> that's awesome. You're like, oh, yeah. oh, wait a second. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> uh I got one more Apple news story for you guys. Um and this is about uh, another crazy story um of some like insane company scandal thingy. Uh, so as an Apple TV plus subscriber, uh, mainly because I forget to cancel when my free trial was up. Uh, but anyways, that's beside the point. Uh, I'm glad to see some exciting new content coming to the streaming service. Re- we crashed is an upcoming limited series that will show the true story behind the rise and fall of we work. We crashed. will star Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway. The series will premiere on March 18th and show how, quote, WeWork grew from a single co-working space into a global brand worth $47 billion in under a decade. Then, in less than a year, its valuation dropped to $40 billion. Or no, dropped $40 billion. I was going to say, they only lost $7 billion. It's not that exciting. But they lost forty billion dollars, which is crazy. Um, so yeah, I don't know. This this kind of uh, brings you know some some fire festival type vibes uh, to me when I uh, saw this story. So I don't know. I, I enjoyed learning about fire festival. Granted, that was like a documentary, um, and this is going to be like a dramatization, but. Nonetheless, sounds pretty interesting to me, and I am a fan of Leto, so. Yeah, for sure. He's great. It'll be great. Moving on, a little bit of gaming news here. Back to it. Warner Bros. announces Harry Potter Magic Awakened for America's Europe and Oceania territories. Harry Potter fans rejoice. Warner Brothers has announced a new free mobile game. Harry Potter Magic Awakened. The game launched in select markets back in 2021 to great success. Now a wider audience will have the opportunity to join in the fun. Magic Awakened is a multiplayer online game based around collectible cards and RPG elements. Players will create a character who will go to Hogwarts, go through the sorting process, and play through the story while learning to cast spells. Nice, but will there be NFTs? Will there be NFTs and will there be Pokemon? Those are the two <laughs> questions. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Just Magic Awaken sounds like Magic the Gathering to me. So yeah. I'm not for sure. sure. I feel like that's what they're going for. Uh, yeah. We're about to get like an influx of Harry Potter stuff here because there's a new yep. game coming out. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, Hogwarts Legacy, I think. That looks pretty cool. Dude, it looks great, but I, I will be honest with you. I've never watched a Harry Potter movie, and I fully intend to watch through all of them and play that game because it sounds awesome. Um, but I had watched like gameplay footage of it like a couple months ago, and I was like, dude, it looks horrendous. Like, <laughs> dang, bro. Like, I thought this was going to like, it looks nothing like the trailer. Turns out it's like a freaking Harry Potter game for like 2008 that they were passing off as the new game. Uh, and I didn't pick up on it. That's why it looked terrible because it was like a PS2 <laughs> game or a PS3 nice. game. So. <laughs> yeah, all the all the like <clears throat> little Harry Potter stuff, like you know the 
the reunion thing. Um, obviously, some of the newer movies, different stuff like that has caused Lego to reissue basically like modernized versions of the sets that came out in the 2000s, which are now oh, that's cool. quadruple, if not some of them 10x their original price. Yeah, um, yeah I bet. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I could definitely tell that we were on like the precipice of um, Harry Potter decade when uh, I sure. saw Lego just like, I'm like, there's no movies. Why are we remaking all these sets? Yeah. Oh, okay. There's big hype, big money, yeah. big bucks. Yeah. Supposedly, we're we're going to be hearing about the game very soon. Allegedly, March 10th is uh, alleged leak for a trailer coming. So we'll see. Most so, exciting. Yeah, for sure. So moving on to our final uh, news piece here. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, two upcoming movie reboots explained. Last but not least, we return to the TMNT. Two reboots of TMNT are on the way following the less than ideal showing of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of the shadows. While Michael Bay, Megan Fox, and Will Arnett put TMNT back on the map, the subsequent sequel brought in less than half the amount of its predecessor. Paramount originally chose to put the franchise on hold, but is now looking to move forward with two reboots. One reboot is being produced by Seth Rogen. (laughs) Uh, Sorry. And Will see a summer 2023 release while the second will be the return of michael bay so uh yeah seth rogan like okay um they just need to do the ones they did in the 90s bro like that's how you do a ninja turtle movie yeah bro spring back vanilla ice yeah dude i have vanilla ice but i'm talking like the turtles that's that's how yeah, you do it. No, I can't imagine no, those, that those you can't cool. do that now. Like they were doing it then. So why are we doing these crazy, weird CGI looking turtles now? Because they have to de-age them, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. There were teenagers in the 90s, bro. Right. That's okay. true. You look like teenagers all the way in 2023. Yes. You're so they were like, well, right. we either we either de-age them or we just 100 percent CGI them. Which yeah. you what, what do you think we're gonna recast these guys? <laughs> Sorry, that was. That I mean, do you feel like Seth Rogen is a good choice for a freaking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? Honestly, <laughs> like, okay. So, as an actor, I'm like 50 50 on the guy, but like, as a director and like behind the camera, like, I'm all in. Like, he he's part of the main team for the boys. He makes he, you laugh. Um, he did Preacher, yeah, which was an amazing show on AMC uh, and an adaptation of another Garth Ennis uh, comic run called Preacher. Um, Preach. So, like, I think he has the chops to uh, do something new and fun and creative uh, just solely going off those two series. So uh, I'm not like a I never really was the biggest like uh, Ninja Turtles fan. So um I don't really have a horse in the race, so to speak, but yeah, I would, I wouldn't count out his stuff. I think he, if he's doing stuff behind the camera, I think he could do something really cool. Yeah. I mean, when you put it that way, I guess I I just look at him as like, (laughs) when you put it so uh, well, 
you know, super bad and like the stoner movies, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I, that's <laughs> but how I, I mean, so like, what are we doing here? Like, are they teenagers? Literally, they're gonna be like smoking I mean, they, down in the sewers. They did have uh, an affinity for late night munchies, and yes, oh, runs, so. true, valid, valid. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I'll that's not steam that. coming out of those sewer grates. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the turtles yeah, blazing. I, I will tell you see. that the opening scene for Secrets of the Ooze, which is the second movie in the nineties. Uh, nothing will make you want pizza more than that opening scene. <laughs> it's like incredible it's how, what it to does. Go back and rewatch. Yes, you just find it on YouTube. It's like okay, okay. It's worth it. It's worth the three minutes or two minutes that it is, especially <laughs> if you have a pizza nearby. <laughs> okay, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Little Caesar's hot and ready. <laughs> anyway. Are you guys done? Yeah, we're, we're done. Are we're finished? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Anyway, once again, thank you for joining us. We hope you found this both entertaining and informative. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe everywhere you consume our content. Please find all the places we publish our content on our link tree. Linktr.ee slash Showboys Podcast. Be sure to join our Discord server and become a member of the Showboys community. Uh... <laughs> To hang out with the Showboy staff and other listeners, as well as get some cool perks, such as being able to see all the articles we had to choose from for this episode of the Newscast, but weren't able to squeeze in the episode. All article links covered in the episode will be available in Discord. If you have anything you would like us to cover in more detail or include in a future episode, please comment where available. Email us at showboyspodcast at gmail.com or join us in our Showboys Discord for all the community action. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And chat, we're just happy you're back. Uh, you're recovered. Um, you're no longer uh, hashtag down with the sickness, which is great. <laughs> um, be sure to tune in Thursday night for the Star Wars movie tier list. Until then, you guys have a great night. Goodbye.